Cost data collection for ground ambulance transports is here to stay. And we're here to support you walking alongside of you as your ground ambulance agency prepares to compile the data that you'll need to collect in order to answer the questions as you submit your report. Today, we'll open up our discussion on Section 5, Service Volumes. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of the QMC EMS Board and Collar. We're really glad that you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar, news and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board and Collar podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. We continue our special series of podcasts to dissect the cost data reporting mandate and the online reporting instrument that CMS will use to collect the data. Our last edition focused on Section 4, Emergency Response Time Reporting. Now we will look at the area used to report ground ambulance service volumes, Section 5. We've chosen to focus on this part as parts of the other sections we have chosen uh, in noticing the select areas that we anticipate will generate the most questions and cause respondents to stress more than others when submitting data. Section 5 of the Cost Data Reporting Instrument will prompt the user to report numbers across four different areas when delivering service volume responses. Ground ambulance providers and suppliers will be asked to report these numbers. Four separate categories include total responses, ground ambulance responses only, ground ambulance responses not resulting in a transport, and finally paid ground ambulance transports. Let's take a minute to look at each specific subsection. For total responses, as you prepare the information you'll be reporting throughout the one-year reporting period, you have been requested to report on by compiling your total number of all types of responses for your agency. This number will be equal to the sum of all responses by any and all vehicles that comprise your agency. So this means that if you're a fire-based service, for example, you will report the total number of responses, including fire, rescue, QRS, or whatever level service you provide. This number for this particular element is not limited to simply ground ambulance responses. The number you report will be a total of all responses, regardless of the type of the response. Let's move on to ground ambulance responses only, or the second section of this, of this part. Next, you will be asked to report the number of ground ambulance responses. Now, obviously, this number will only be the number of runs that you responded to in whatever vehicle is defined by your state, regional, or local protocol as a ground ambulance. And take note, CMS has already alerted us globally that water ambulances will count as ground ambulance vehicles for this project, but of course not air ambulances. So if your agency is strictly an EMS agency and you only use ground ambulance vehicles to respond, then it is uh, possible that your answer to this question will be equal to the answer you provided for total responses. 
If you're not exclusively using ground ambulance vehicles for all responses, then you will be reporting a value in this section that is less than the number you provided for the total response question. The third area is ground ambulance responses that do not result in a transport. So in this area, respondents will break out and report a number that is equal to the number of times over that same one-year reporting period that your ground ambulance vehicles responded, but the end result did not include the transport of a patient on those scenarios. The guidance offered by CMS is that this number can be equal to your response to the previous question, which was ground ambulance responses only, but most likely will be less than never more than that number, than the number that you reported for ground ambulance responses. Obviously, this will help CMS gain a feel for how many times your agency responds and encounters patient refusals, cancellations, no patient found scenarios, canceled by another first responder agency prior arrival, and any number of situations where you do not result in transporting the patient. Now, Let's take a minute here. We'd like to insert that we believe that this particular section is very important to the mission of this overall exercise. So it is very important that you accurately report on this number. The critical takeaway from answering this question will demonstrate to CMS and ultimately to Congress the many times that we as EMS responders respond to incidents that do not result in any potential for reimbursement. Of course, we don't get paid unless we transport currently. These responses cause us to be very inefficient as there is a cost associated with each response, whether or not we perform an actual hands-on patient care function or not. This section will hopefully call their collective attention to the fact that we must maintain constant readiness to respond at sometimes great costs to our agencies and with no incoming monetary offset to pay for those costs over the majority of these scenarios. Let's now look at paid ground ambulance transports and the factor to report those. The final ask for this section will be a question that requires respondents to provide a number that represents ground ambulance transports for which your agency receives a payment from some payer source following the completion of the response. When you are preparing your answers, you will be compiling the number of individual ground ambulance responses that produce some kind of payment for your organization. Of course, CMS will not allow you to report a numeric value in this space that exceeds the answer to the ground ambulance responses question. This number must be equal to or less than the number that you reported in the preceding section. With that said, we would find it very surprising if anyone is able to lay claim that all ground ambulance transports resulted in a payment. And therefore, we anticipate the answer to this question will most likely always be a value that is less than reported in the ground ambulance responses subsection. Well, folks, that's all we have time for now. Tune in again as we're not quite finished with our look at section five. More to come. And remember, there are more than 100 Board & Collar episodes available for your listening pleasure. Simply search Board & Collar on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or the podcast platform of your choice. We really enjoyed our time together today. 
Until we meet again, remember, be safe out there. <laughs>